Will you pray with me? Holy and ever-loving God, we who are gathered in your name, near and far, seek your presence that we might hear all wisdom and truth your word brings to each of us now and in every moment of our lives. We pray in the blessed name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has risen and ascended and sits at your right hand for our sake. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Uh, for those I have not had a chance to meet yet, my name is Brian Fu. I am a second-year seminarian at Wesley Theological Seminary, just a couple blocks from St. Columba's, and I have the great joy and honor of serving as an intern here and ministering alongside each of you and everyone in the St. Columba's community. So I look forward to getting to know each of you better uh, in our time together. This morning, today, we celebrate the last Sunday of the Easter season, Ascension Sunday. Ascension Sunday in the Christian tradition and calendar should be a celebratory day, not only to commemorate uh, the day the Lord Christ finished his earthly ministry by ascending into heaven, but also celebrating the promise he left to his followers for the Holy Spirit to come at Pentecost. I say this should be a celebratory day because as most weeks, we bring ourselves to this space with weariness and heaviness of heart due to the brokenness of the world. This past week, we saw the brokenness of the world on vivid display in the form of gun violence especially on Tuesday in Texas, when 19 children and two teachers were murdered at school. We hold this strange tension of celebrating the ascension and bringing tragedy with us here. God doesn't make us choose one or the other. We often bring brokenness and dark news with us to church on Sunday morning. And so I would like to invite us this morning as we journey through the story we heard in Acts and the Gospel to be willing to hold that tension, hold the good news of the Ascension and Easter with the realities and tragedies of the world. The Ascension story as we heard it today may seem like a far-off story, kind of like a magic trick, uh, one that really doesn't have anything to do with us. What does Christ rising into the sky mean for us today? And in the face of the tragedies that we have seen, it may be brought into even more question. What does the Ascension story have to do with the darkness of the world of pandemics and gun violence and food shortages and wars? And not just thinking about the story, but thinking about coming to church at all may be difficult in the face of times like these. Why do we gather for worship? Why do we come to take Eucharist? Why do we come to listen to the intern preach? What's the point? What good does it do? I can't speak for everyone, but I'd be willing to bet there are at least a few in our community with those questions. And not only this week, but every week. What is there to say on the day of celebrating the Ascension 
just after the deadliest school shooting in almost a decade. I have been found at a loss for words the past few days, the past few weeks, and longer, but I find that in a sort of funny and annoying way, when we are at a loss for words and a loss of direction, Scripture coincidentally provides the words and provides the direction that we need. And they almost feel like they were written just for us now. And I would, I would propose that the Ascension story has a weird, eerie parallel to the way we have been reacting to the news of Texas, the news from Buffalo, the news from our own city of the pandemic. I could go on. Whenever we react to injustice and evil, we can see ourselves very clearly in one interaction in the Ascension story. And in the story, especially in the telling of Acts, Christ had, right before ascending, gathered all of his followers together. And they said, the last thing they asked him was, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? And essentially, the disciples there are asking Jesus, are things going to get better now, soon? We ask questions like this all the time. We ask questions constantly of, are things better yet? Are they going to be better tomorrow, the day after? And often it can seem like the only answer we have available to us is, we don't know. But I think our story and our questions today, which we share in common with the disciples, shows a deeper yearning each of us shares with one another. It's a very basic, deeply ingrained into our humanity kind of yearning, a yearning for the world and our lives to be better than they are. When we ask God and we ask one another questions like, is the pandemic over yet? Is there enough baby food on the shelves yet? Can my children go to school safe? When we ask questions like that, we participate in very real, concrete ways in the Ascension story. I want to make a quick aside here about what the Ascension story message is not about. In the face of tragedy and crises like the ones we've been experiencing lately, we often see politicians and celebrities and influencers and those with power get on TV and start asking us rhetorical questions like, how much longer are we going to have to deal with this? And when are we going to take action? The people with power and influence to prevent and address crises are asking everyone else when they're going to do something, as if they do not bear a large amount of responsibility. They look at us and ask, when will someone act when they need to look in the mirror and ask when they are going to act? God really has no sympathy for those who shed tears over blood that spills because of their own inaction, their own greed, their own desires for power. That's not what our story is talking about today, and I just wanted to add that in there to clarify. But let's come back to our Ascension story. And again, what does it have to do with us? Christ's initial answer to the disciples 
is it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority. Now, when I read that after Tuesday, it kind of came off to me like Jesus was saying, I don't know, which isn't a comforting answer to get from God. So I think it's the second part of his answer that clarifies that's not what he's saying. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When we ask those questions, those basic yearnings for better, Christ's answer to the disciples back then, and to us, his disciples today, his answer is this. Things can be better now, and I need your help to make it happen. We are journeying towards the Pentecost moment, the time when Christ promised for the Holy Spirit, which we call for every Sunday to be with us, that promise is fulfilled and the Spirit penetrates every corner of our hearts, our communities, and our world, but the promise of the Holy Spirit doesn't come without a commission. It doesn't come without a call to action. Christ says the Spirit will come to you and you will witness to my name at the very ends of the earth. And today, we are those witnesses. The story of Scripture and the disciples did not end when the book ended. We continue that legacy of witnessing to the Spirit and witnessing to Christ. And when we show up, and this kind of gets to the why do we come to church in the midst of tragedy, because if we don't show up as those witnesses, God won't show up either. God is present when we are present, and God's justice prevails ultimately when God shows up, but if we don't, God's not gonna be there, and justice won't prevail. As those endowed with spirit, we are vehicles for God in the world. And again, in our times of worship, when we sing and cry and pray and take Eucharist and all of these things that we do in this space, if we don't bring ourselves as witnesses, as ones who bear spirit, nothing's going to change here or in the world. And that is what it means to be witnesses. That is what the Ascension story is telling us today. We come so God will come. We feast on a meal that tastes of hope. We renew our souls now with one another so that we can go out the other side of the Taurus and do the exact same thing. Bring about the presence of God just like we do here. And we work alongside God in Christ as he prepares to come back to institute what will be a perfect and brand new and restored creation forever, without end. The Spirit gives us power to stop asking when will things get better and start saying with the confidence of God's people, God is going to make things better now because God's people are here now. When we bring ourselves and our voices and our spirits and God's spirit to places like the halls of Congress, to the White House, to the Supreme Court, 
our workplaces, our schools, the voting booth, church, our families, and ultimately home to ourselves, the Spirit will bring herself to, and ultimately, when Spirit shows up, nothing can possibly stay the same. When we show up, for instance, to demand changes to a nation and a culture and a legal system that value guns over the lives of children, that in the most real way possible value death over life, and when we witness to the risen Christ through our words, deeds, and our lives, that is when things begin to be made new. And that is the only hope for God to be present, and that is the only hope for justice to prevail. And so today, as Easter people and as Ascension people now, we must go into all the places and spaces and times that we find ourselves and show up and bring God's Spirit with us, bring the resurrected Christ with us, so that God's earth-shattering justice, working through and alongside us, we as God's people with God can transform the world and save lives now and forever in a new creation. Amen.